Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today we're going to talk about the Armor of God, Session 6, the Helmet of Salvation. The helmet was a type of hat worn by warriors to protect their heads from physical blows in a military battle. Helmets came in all shapes and sizes and were made from many different materials. Although metal was the most effective, since the head is the most vulnerable part of the body, it was the first area covered by armor. Why do you think Apostle Paul chose to associate salvation with this particular piece of armor? The helmet of salvation is likely taken directly from the description of divine warriors. Let's read in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 17, and look what the word of God says. It says this, he put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in the cloak. The salvation experience is often reduced to something that only affects a person's internal destiny, heaven or hell. And to be clear, the fact that it does affect the outcome of eternity gives us incredible hope. In fact, part of what it means to wear the helmet of salvation is to live every day in light of eternity and the promises future that we have. Doing so will, without a doubt, charge the way we live in the presence. What is the difference receiving salvation and applying salvation? The first redeems, the second restores, protects, and shields us daily from the attacks of the enemy, which is Satan. Let's go into Romans chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 9 through 10. And the word of God says this, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more should we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, should we be saved through his life? So Jesus Christ's death justifies us by receive, I mean, by declaring us righteous by his blood. Justification is a legal term signifying discharge. It means we are released from having to pay the debt we owe for our sins. But our salvation doesn't stop at the fore of the cross. I'm sorry, but our salvation doesn't stop at the foot of the cross. If we are amazed at what his death accomplished, imagine how much more is accomplished through his life. The fact that he lives means our salvation flows into the everyday experience where we live. As James chapter 1 verse 21 says, our souls are saved daily and progressively through the spirit in the word of God. This is sanctification and it is how we are able to experience the abundant life that Christ came to give all who believe on his name. How does the sanctification process affect the mind? Salvation is not just a past tense event, justification with future tense implications. As we live underneath its blessings, we enjoy a vibrant living daily reality in the presence of sanctification. And this is not just a one-time occurrence. Sanctification is a process by which we are continually delivered from the wrath of God on earth, fulfilled against the enemy's attacks and molded into the image of Christ as our minds are renewed. So let's go into Romans. We're still in Romans, but we're going to go to chapter um, 12, and then I'm going to read verse 1 through 2, and let's see what the Word of God says. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, 
in the view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so there is a very real pressure to conform to the patterns of this present world system and be squeezed into his mold on any different levels. This pressure must be firmly resisted by true believers. The reason we must resist conforming to the present world system is that it is under Satan's, um, Satan's rule. And so that's why God don't want us to copy the behaviors and custom of the world, because when we act like the world, when we do the pattern of the world system, we are God's enemy. We are going against God's will. That's why he say he hates lukewarm. He's not saying he hates the person, but he hates lukewarm. He'd rather for you to serve him or serve the devil. But in the middle, we cannot save, have one foot in the world and have one foot in, in salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to make a decision and we have to make a choice on who we're going to let be our master. And we're going to let the devil be our master and the world and following the system of the world and doing the things of the world. Or we're going to be children of the most high God and let him be our master and follow his ways and pick up our cross and be holy and obedient as he changes daily in his life and start having a relationship with him. But we got to make up our mind. We can't straddle the fence because God hates that. And he said we he hates lukewarm. Let me keep going on. And so... It is hostile. I mean, you're under Satan's rule is hostile to God and his people. And it's built upon human wisdom and values and upon unbiblical worldview. The kingdom of Christ is not of this world. This world's kingdom is full of darkness and deception and seduction. So let's go into Revelation. We're going to go into Revelation. I'm going to go to verse 12. I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 12 and read verse 9. And the word of God says this. The great dragon was hurled down the ancient serpents called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And so will of God is by having a renewed mind and living a transformed life in Christ Jesus. We are able to test, prove, and affirm that the will of God is good, desirable, and perfect. Where else Satan slanders God's will as being not good undesirable imperfection and so having a faith um yeah having a faith um sorry it provides the security of protection in the midst of heated battles the good news for us is that we never have a reason to be without it the price i'm sorry yeah that's what i was going to say that having a helmet is a confidence builder so having a helmet of god's helmet upon us remember we talked about the arm of god so we need the helmet. And so the helmet, it provides security and protection in the midst of heated battles. The good news for us is that we never have a reason to be without our helmet. The price for our helmet has been paid in full by our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go into Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Yes, chapter 2, verse 8. And the word of God says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. And so according to Dr. Leaf, when we control our thoughts, life, new neutrals, new, new rails, connections, and pathways are visible and measurably formed in the brain, which affects the health and wellness of our physical bodies. In other words, when we take our thoughts captives, we are uh, quite 
literally renewing and restoring our minds from our state of unhealthiness and dilutations to a state of wholeness and strength in the Lord. <clears throat> Sorry. And tapping into our spiritual benefits packages not only keeps us from falling free to the enemy's deception, but also restores um, previous, I mean, also restores, yeah, previous damages that been done. When we apply our spiritual inheritance diligently and protectively, we literally change our minds, renewing and rewriting them through God's word. That's just how powerful the truth of God really is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. So that's why it's so important not just to say, oh, I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Okay, did you get anything out of it? Did you apply anything in your life? Do you remember what you read? <laughs> so it's not the point of reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The point is applying it to our life. Remember, faith without works is dead. So for us as God's children, yes, we read the word. We are the hearers of the word. But he said also be the doers of the word. So we also need to apply what's going on in our life out of God's word into our life so we can start doing it by our actions too. Come on, let's keep going on. So how many blessings in scriptures that you can find bestowed upon us as redeemed children of God? And what is the scriptures? It says this, number one, I am a child of God. That's in John chapter one, verse 12. I have peace with God. That is in Romans chapter five, verse one. I am completely forgiven. That is Colossians chapter one, verse 14. I am helped by God. That is in Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. I am Christ's ambassador. That is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. It is so important not just to be a hearer of the word, but a doer. And so instead of us continuing to read the word and say, okay, nothing is working in my life, Dantisha. I don't see no change in my life, but are you applying it to your life? Are you believing what God says? That yes, I am a child of God, even if I don't feel like I'm a child of God. Yes, God is with me no matter where I go. He never leave me, never forsaken me. So I'm never abandoned. Do you believe that you're not abandoned? Do you believe that you are the head and not the tail, even if you don't see it? Uh, even if you don't have no pocket, no money in your pocket. Do you believe what God says? See, that's the, way, the reason why he gave this word to us. For we can start feeding our spirit man and feeding our soul and believe what he say. Not just to get the hearer of the word. And oh yeah, I heard the word of the pastor was so good. But do you believe and trust what God say? Are you applying it to your life? Application, applying it to your, your life. That's the main thing. We don't want to leave the meat because we hear the word. But we want to grasp the word towards our heart, towards our mind, renew our mind. For it can change us. That's what repentance is. That's what God's doing. He is transforming us to be like him. Not just to be religious rituals and say, oh, I know this scripture. Well, good, you know the scriptures, but have you applied it to your life? My God, my God, calm me down, Father. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The enemy will attack, attack his, I mean, the enemy will attack his lies to the influence those negative experiences and send them right into the center of our mind. That's why it's so important to put on the helmet of salvation and start to apply salvation to our life so we can stop believing Satan lies and rehearsing into our spiritual inheritance every chance we get. 
An example, as me as a child of God and me following God's purpose, everybody looks at my life like, oh, she's blessed God, highly, highly favored. God has truly blessed her, but nobody don't know how many times I go through attacks. Nobody knows how many afflictions I go through against the enemy because I choose to follow God. But I believe what my God say, not my circumstances, not my feelings, not my situation. I believe what my God said and I trust in him and I apply God's word regardless of how much hell I got to deal with, a rejection I got to deal with, uh, no one have my back and support me. I believe what my God can do. And so as us as God's children, we got to believe and trust in God. We got to have our faith in the Lord because if we don't have our faith in the Lord, the enemy is coming towards us to attack us. When we say yes to Jesus, we say yes to the devil to attack us because we no longer a master under the devil. So he wants to try to destroy us. But thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God that he's much stronger than Satan. That his grace is sufficiency through our affliction. That his grace is more than enough. His power is more than enough to defeat the devil. We thank God for that. So let's get into this. Let's get into the word of God. Let's go into 1 Peter. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, the word of God says this. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to redevour. Verse nine, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Verse 10, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. You heard that. It is the God of grace who will make us strong. It is the God of grace who will make us stand firm. It is the God of grace that will restore us. So that's the reason why it's so important for us to have the helmet of salvation. Let's go to another word of God. Let's go into Colossians. Colossians chapter 3 Verse 2 through 3, the word of God says this. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I want to say verse 4 too. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then also will appear with him in glory. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. The word of God says this. Excuse me, family, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is adorable. And if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Our mind, our mind is a battlefield, but we can win with Christ Jesus and be steadfast in his peace and his joy. No matter how much the enemy brings affliction, the battle is already won 2,000 years ago. Jesus said it is finished. What are you going to believe today? Are you going to believe what God says? Are you going to put on your helmet of salvation? Are you going to trust in him through the storms? Are you going to go down and let the negative of the, the depression and anxiety and get you worrying and listen to the, level, the devil's lies? I just want to tell you today, my brothers and my sisters, let us not listen to the devil's lies. Let us not believe what he's saying or the negativity, but let us start renewing our mind. Let us start putting on the helmet of salvation, which is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will help us get out of the situation that we're in. He's our restorer. He's our deliverer. He's our redeemer. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you. Bye.